Hey class, Prof JC here, and I want to say a huge thank you for uh, your flexibility this week. I know the podcast got up a couple days late. This week, um, the goal has been to make sure that the podcast doesn't just go on video, but I actually want to get it on a podcast for you so you can, uh, you know, I know a lot of you are busy, so you can take me with you. And uh, if you need to drive with me or um, as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're doing your dishes, you know, whatever it is that you do, um, I want to make this as user friendly as possible. So this week we're on video and we're also on an actual podcast. So feel free to listen however you can. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about this week because I think it is probably one of the most important aspects of leadership. One of the most important aspects of being in business and, and, and it's who you are. And that's one of my reasons that I love these one unit classes because they really get to the heart of really what leadership's all about, right? And I don't care if you're going to go into business, if you're gonna run your own business, you're gonna start your own business. I don't care if you're gonna go into a corporation. I don't care if you're gonna go into nonprofit, you're going to, if you're gonna go into ministry, uh, if you're gonna go into human resources, whatever it is, I promise you that everything that we're talking about in the one unit courses that you have throughout the leadership program, this is what's gonna make or break you, right? At the end of your career, very few people will say of you, he was good because he hit his numbers. She was good because she hit her numbers. She made the company more profitable. And that's why we all liked her. Okay. That's important. And that's important. So you can keep your job. You got to know all the business, right? That's really, you got to know the math, the accounting, all that stuff is really important. But what people will remember you by and what future leaders, hopefully that will come from your leadership that you will manage, that you will lead, what they will remember you by is not by all that other stuff, but they'll remember you by how you treated them, how you made them feel. Did you empower them? Did you lift them up? Did they become better because they were uh, on your team, because you led them? That's how people are going to remember you by. And uh, so that's what I love these one unit classes for. And today we're talking about a sentence that I first heard over 20 years ago, it was a pastor friend of mine, and I just gotten out of the military and I kind of adopted him as a mentor. I needed a mentor desperately. I think I was like 23 years old. I got out and I just had no direction, went back to Indiana, found this pastor. And, and the one saying that he repeated to me over and over in, in the meetings that we had together as he helped to shape and guide my life in, in those really impressionable years the one sentence that he would repeat over and over, and I, I didn't know where he got it from, but we're going to read about it a little bit today, is the sentence, character is destiny. Character is destiny. So let me read from you, and I'm actually taking this from a website here, um, Values Coach, so you can find this. So, so these aren't my words. Over the next few uh, weeks, sometimes I'll use my own words, but other times I'll use other people's words because they say it better than I could. So um, here's what Here's what the author here on Values Coach, and I don't see a name, but it's from this website, Values Coach. Here's what they have to say uh, uh, about this idea of character is destiny. Character is destiny. The Greek philosopher Heraclitus said that. It's also the title of a book by Senator John McCain, and it is a universal truth. If I say the name Richard Nixon, what is the next word that you think of? China or Watergate? If I say the name Bill Clinton, what are the next two words that pop into your mind? 
economic growth or Monica Lewinsky? What is the first memory association you have upon hearing the name Lance Armstrong? His Tour de France victories or the fact that he cheated to win them and then lied to the world about his cheating? All right, so you've got these three characters here. Three very successful men. Always got to be the men, doesn't it? Three very successful men, two of them presidents, who were both known for great things, who did great things when they were in office. China, you know, the relationship that we built, our country built with China under Richard Nixon, uh, unbelievable. Bill Clinton, economic growth. And it could be said, well, it was the policies of the 12, year, of the, of the 12 years before him, of Ronald Reagan and George Bush that helped that. But either way, he presided over eight years of consistent economic growth. But what is he remembered for? He's not remembered for that. There's a great um, there's a great documentary that talks about Bill Clinton. At the very end, one of his former labor secretary, uh, his, his former cabinet secretaries, I think it was the labor secretary, Robert Reich, said, what's so sad about all of this He's talking about Bill Clinton's presidency is that he could have gone down as one of the top presidents of all time. One of the smartest, the brightest, the most, most, most brilliant. He had the ability to bring people together. He had the ability to express empathy, right? He could have gone down as one of the greatest presidents of all time, but instead we're always going to think about Monica Lewinsky at his funeral one day. Hundreds of people will show up to a cathedral somewhere in Washington, D.C. or New York. Most powerful people in the United States or people who've been the most powerful. And they will hear great words about Bill Clinton and they will think great things about him. But they'll always be in the back of their mind. They'll be thinking Monica Lewinsky. So let's jump down back into the article. If you're a Wells Fargo customer, how carefully have you been checking your monthly statements lately? Can I interest you in buying stock in a company called Enron, right? At a fundamental level, the choices we make as individuals and as a nation not only reflect our priorities, they reflect our values and our character. Often cited, one often cited definition of character is that how you treat people um, who can do nothing for you. Right. So I can tell a lot about your character if we go to a restaurant together and how you treat the waiter or the waitress. I, I can tell even more about you when we're on the street. And if somebody bumps you in the shoulder, somebody who can't do a thing for you, how do you treat that person at work when the cleaning crew comes through at nighttime? And maybe you're still there and they're in there. How do you treat that person? Do you act like you're better than them or do you stop and say hi to them? Do you try to get to know them? When our government finances um, tax cuts for billionaires by cutting Medicaid for the indigent, it is not only a statement of budgetary priority or political philosophy, it is a reflection of our national character. Character is destiny, and for that reason, past behavior is a pretty good predictor of future behavior. If you want to know where somebody's going, check out their past, most often. Now, there are very few people, and you might be one of those, um, who had kind of a shady past. Maybe you're growing up in your late teens, your 20s, you kind of messed up a lot of things and you got it turned around. But for a lot of people, if you want to determine where they're going in life, just look at, you know, if you want to see what the next 10 years are going to be, look at the last 10 years. If someone has a history of lying in the past, you would be wise to put your hand on your wallet every time you hear that person say, believe me. 
if he or she has a history of cheating people or cheating on people in the past, you would be ill-advised to trust him or her to not cheat again in the future. Character is rooted in a sense of humility, self-control, and sacrifice. The, the, the three most influential presidents in the history of the United States, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, were men who rarely allowed ego, arrogance, or self-interest to interfere with doing what was right for the nation. And see, that's the key there, what's right for the nation. It's always about the mission, what's ahead of you. Service, it's not about me, it's always about other people. And we were fortunate to have men of such great character and strength see our nation through the darkest days of the revolution, the Civil War, economic depression, and World War. Abraham Lincoln said, character is like a tree and reputation is like a shadow. If the shadow is what we think of it, the tree is the real thing. And that's how it works, right? And I would probably disagree with that. I would say that the character is the tree. Character is who you are, your reputation, right? Okay, so that's that's kind of what it's saying, right? There's Okay, that's exactly what it's saying. Character is the tree. The reputation is the shadow. Who you are matters, right? Your, your reputation is what other people believe about who you are. In today's society, in today's social media frenzied world, it's easy for people to use Twitter and Facebook and to cast giant shadows and seek to conceal their character defects within those shadows. It is rare indeed and therefore quite ex extraordinary to see a person publicly acknowledge character flaws, even when it would be easy and very tempting not to do so. And that is why the recent message, okay, so this was written a little ways ago, so this isn't recent, but that's why in, in the last decade, the recent message Uber CEO Travis Kalanick sent to all Uber employees several weeks ago. Again, this is a long time ago, so it wasn't several weeks ago, but that's why it's so remarkable. Uh, and then the writer goes on to say, I don't know Kalanick and I never worked at Uber other than being a frequent and very happy Uber customer like you and like me. I don't know whether he was speaking from the heart or dutifully following the advice of a crisis management consultant, though I hope it was the former. If the former, this is one of the most courageous messages a leader has ever sent to his followers. And here it is in its entirety. And after you've read it, I'll have a question for you. Can, and so we'll talk through this. So here's the statement. By now, I'm seeing, I'm sure you've seen the video where I treated an Uber driver disrespectfully. So this is the CEO of Uber. To say that I'm ashamed is an extreme understatement. My job as your leader is to lead. And that starts with behaving in a way that makes all of us proud. And that's not what I did. And it cannot be explained away. It's clear this video is, is a reflection of me and the criticism we've received is a stark reminder that I must, fundamentally, I, I must fundamentally change as a leader and grow up. This is the first time I've been willing to admit that I need leadership help and I intend to get it. That's the, uh, that's the CEO, again, the former CEO of Uber. I want to profoundly apologize to Fozzie as well as the driver and the rider community and to the Uber team, signed Travis. So tell me, okay, and here's the question that the article asks. Do you think more or less of Kalanick for having admitted to having character flaws and committing to seek help working on them? Or are you more or less likely to become or remain an Uber customer, especially if he actually does make the changes that he promised to make, right? And then the question goes on to ask, and what do you think would make Kalanick a happier human being? Acknowledging his faults in the most public ways, um, 
or using Twitter to attack the person who posted the video. So he could have done one of two things, right? He could have done what he did. And that's the that's the path you took. Or he could have gotten out on Twitter. He could have made a statement. He could have attacked the person. You know, you shouldn't be throwing up these videos of me. How rude of this person. It's my right. It's who I am. You know, this is not the person I am. I just made a mistake. You could have made all kinds of excuses. But but he didn't do that. Now, again, I grew up in the time we talked about Bill Clinton earlier. And I'm not here to shame Bill Clinton. Right. Let he who hath no sin cast the first stone. Right. So that's not going to be me. So I'm not casting a stone towards Clinton. But what I'll tell you is this. I grew up in the time when I saw him make a statement to to the country and he lied about what he did. And he had political consultants around him even saying, hey, don't cover it up. What gets people in trouble is not the lie. It's the cover up. But he didn't know any better back the time. Then that led to him, you know, confessing his mistake to the nation. And, and I think he did try to make it right in as many ways as he could. But the point of all of this is that character shows through, right? We're all going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. But our character shows through in how we react after the mistake is made. Do we make excuses for it or do we make an apology, a sincere apology? And I love in that apology how he apologized not just to not not just to the whole Uber, not just to the whole society, not just to everyone. He apologized to the person. I want to end by reading these words. Winston Churchill said that courage is the most important of all virtues because it is the one that makes all others possible. It takes courage to take responsibility for one's actions, to acknowledge one's character flaws, and to commit to working on them. It is a sort of courage that we should expect of ourselves and demand of our leaders at every level of society. And here's something I would say. True leadership takes courage. Why? Because it takes courage to have character. It takes courage to have good character, right? So, so what I would say is your character is just who you are. It's not, you know, it's not what you put on. It's who you are when all the lights are off, when all the cameras are off, when no one's around, when you're alone in your, you know, you're you're alone in your apartment, your condo, your house. It's just you and your family. It's you and the people that that know you most. That's who your character is, right? And, and so, who is that person? And so here's what I would say to you, and I think it's important that we talk about this, this idea of service, right? And we talked about this, and the one thing you're going to hear me say over and over and over for these podcasts, for this class right here, is that it's always about other people. Leadership is service, and it's not just customer service. It's about 100%. That's the job of the manager. That That's the job of the leader. That's the job of anybody who desires to be great is to say, how do I add value to society? And that means I've got to turn my attention to other people, not myself. It's always about other people. I can't stress that enough. That's the mindset of service. And it starts with character. Your character is going to determine your destiny. Again, if you are a person who's consistently thinking about yourself, consistently thinking about your needs, you know, consistently thinking about how you can, how you can bring value to yourself, how you can make more money, that, that's the silliest thing. The, you know, that I hear people talk about. And here's the reason why I've, I've been lucky to be around some very successful people in my lifetime. And every single one of those people at the core of who they are, it's not about making money. It's about doing something positive for society. Even if it's somebody who makes, I don't know, widgets, right? I, I used to work for a gentleman. This is way back in the day. This is, I think it was like 1997, 1998. So this is a long time ago. I just graduated from high school and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, I ended up working at a factory in Indianapolis. It was for a guy who made these widgets, but I'll never forget him. His name was Chris. I, I forget his last name, but I'll never forget him as a person. 
he made a lot of money making these widgets. And I remember he would fire up our little plant. Like, and he didn't have a huge factory, but he had enough. And again, he made quite a bit of money with what he did. He had all these international customers. But I remember he would gather all the people together and he would talk about the importance of the work that we do every single day because these widgets were going to go out and some of them were going to go to, to scientific companies and, you know, and, and companies that, that helped people in healthcare. And he said, so it's really important that we, uh, you know, that we, and, and I was in quality control. That means I stood there and I just had to look over every single one of them and kind of put them on the, um, on the rack as it kind of moved through. Right. And so he, he just constantly told us it's important that you get this done because if these aren't the right widgets, then someone's not going to receive the care they need or someone's on the other end who's going to be using this widget is not going to get the job done that they need to get done. And, you know, he said, and so we're going to lose business. And that means we lose jobs here. Right. So it really is. It, it matters the work we do, that we take care of other people. If we take care of our customers, they're going to take care of us. And I remember somehow he just made an impact making widgets. So it doesn't matter what you do. You could be changing brakes or you could be a CEO of Walt Disney Company. Right. Your character matters. Who you are matters, and who you are determines the success you're going to have in life, the long-term success you're going to have in life. I promise you that. So I hope that this has added value to you, and uh, here's what I want you to do. You've heard me spout off for a few minutes here about character and kind of what character is. <laughs> Based on this video, I guess the first question I would ask is, what is character based on the definition that I just walked through, the definition that I just talked you through? What is character? What is character rooted in? Okay, we talked about that here. You know, what is character rooted in? And then I would ask you this. And again, it's just me that reads this. You know, it's important that you are reflective. Again, these classes are so important to who you become as a leader out there in industry. And then I'm going to ask you, to the extent that you feel comfortable, what is one area in your character that you look at and say, hey, I'm doing a great job in this area of my character, who I am as a person when I'm just all alone by myself. I'm really good at this. But then to the extent that you feel comfortable, say that there's another area that I'm not so great in. Then I'd like you to share that with me. And I'm going to start with you. OK, I'll share with you that. Um, you know, one of the things I'm most proud about is I'm a very driven person and and, and uh, I spend a lot of time on my to-do list. And I know some people say those aren't great to do, but they work for me. And once somebody, you know, once something gets on my to-do list, it, it's got to get done. And I'm pretty disciplined about getting that work done. Now, what I would say is simply this. Sometimes I procrastinate. More often than not, I procrastinate. And so in my character, one of the things that I struggle with is procrastination. And then that leads to other things. Okay, I'm late to a meeting. I'm I'm running late here, running late there. I can't find my keys. I can't find this, right? Life becomes, because I waited a little bit too long to get these things done. And uh, so I would say for me, those are my character strengths. I get the job done. I stay at it. I'm committed. I'm driven. But I I struggle with some procrastination. Okay, so now the same for you. I want you to share that same transparency with me. And it's, it's really not about what I'm going to read. I want you to admit it to yourself. And then what are the things that you intend to do to help you with that? So again, so the questions you're going to answer is what is character? Based on what you just heard, what is character? And don't just say character is destiny. It's so much more than that. You can say character is destiny, but why is character destiny? Okay. So that's number one. What is character? Why is it, you know, why is character destiny? And number two, what is something in your character that you're really proud of? 
And uh, uh, how did you get there? How are you able to do those things that you're proud of with your character? And then the third question is, what's something in your character that you admit that you feel comfortable sh- you know, sharing that you would say, hey, you know, Prof JC, I need to get a little bit better at this. Um, and here's what I intend to do to get better at this. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, again, it's not about you. A life of service, a life of leadership and service and management and business and all the things that are ahead of you. Uh, it starts with you understanding it's not about you. I'll see you in the next podcast. Take care.